Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by paranormal investigators Dakota Layden, Tanner Wiseman, and cameraman Alex Schroeder of Destination Fear, which premieres Saturday, October 24th, uh, part of Ghosttober on Travel Channel. It's very good to have everyone here. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And the return of uh, Tanner and Dakota. I had you on a couple of years ago. Or maybe it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, we were on uh, last year, I believe. Yeah. When our uh, first season came out. It was awesome. So, um, it's a little different than, than some of the other shows because it's really about uh, a fear, as, as you, you like describe it in the beginning of the, of the show, Dakota. So, over like two seasons now, have you learned anything about yourself and how you – how you navigate fear? How, how does say, it have any effect on you? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, one thing we've gotten better at as a group is not running from it all the time. Uh, I'd say that our first road trip, we would have an experience that shook us so bad that we would just leave the room and not really ever go back because we're so scared. I would say more than ever, we are getting so much better at just facing it head on no matter what, no matter how scared we are. But the one thing I've learned about fear, I thought from the beginning that I would get better at facing my fear and, and experiencing fear and handling it. But it's actually the opposite because the more we experience, the more encounters that we do have, I would say the scarier it actually gets because now you know kind of what to expect at some of these places. You know what's possible now. And that's scary. So I've, I've actually gotten worse at not being scared, but getting better at conquering fear. Right. So the show is like uh, damaging you. Maybe it's not the. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, we've all had our nightmares, our fair share of nightmares, and uh, yeah. How is that then? Uh, doing like a whole, you know, during the road trip, so you do like so many in a row. By the time you get to the end, uh, does that have effect on you? Like, you know, each one does it does it get worse, and does it kind of, you know, have wear on you? Uh, I'll have you guys answer too, but I would say personally that the first location that we went to this road trip really took us by surprise. We were not ready for a terrifying first night. So it took us a long time to bounce back from just our first night because it was so scary, so hard for us. Um, and one thing that's kind of interesting is by the end of the trip at our final location, we were having stuff happen to us that we had no explanation for. No one who had been to this location had anything like this happen and so we even started speculating, like, could this be something that is, like, following us? Like, we just came from seven of the scariest buildings in the country, and now we're having this happen. And it definitely messes with your head. I'd say, like, mentally, by the end of the trip, I'm a whole different person than I am at the beginning. How about yourself, Tanner? I, I completely agree with that statement. I think that there's times where you get – you think about what happened in the past, like for me at Sweet Springs and I'm assuming with Alex uh, at Fairfield, there's just been amazing moments where it completely shakes you to your core and it's in the back of your head that whole entire time. So when you're wandering around these abandoned locations and some of the most haunted places in America, you're just waiting for that occurrence to happen again when it starts getting really quiet. And that's kind of the thing where you have to try to, not psych yourself out and just kind of go with the moment. But I mean, going location after location after location in a whole entire road trip is, uh, it's a 
pretty difficult task because it's 24 hours or, you know, from night until morning in these locations, you get up and then you have to road trip all the way to the next one and do it again. So like, um, it definitely wears and tears at you, but at the same time, it's one of those things that we all love doing. And I don't think any of us would not want to do this because this is, it's been fun, but it's also been so scary. Uh, Alex, how did you get involved? Because I know Tanner and Dakota are friends, you know, before doing the show. Uh, I actually have been friends with them my whole life as well. I grew up right across the street from Dakota. Um, so, yeah, I, I've i been, you know, going to these places with them for a long time. Uh, when it came to the original documentary that they filmed back five years ago now, uh, I was in college, so I couldn't make it. Um, and I'm kicking myself now for that. I wish I could have gone. But, yeah, I've, I've known them my whole life. So when it came down to this, Dakota asked me to be the cameraman for this. And I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have a question? Who in your group would you guys consider to be the most intuitive? Ooh. Mm. That's what? tough. I would that say <clears throat> Chelsea is very intuitive. We're all pretty intuitive, though. Like, it, it's, a, it's surprising to me what we pick up on every night some nights tanner or alex are just picking way more than any of us me and chelsea are some nights it's chelsea um i don't know what do you guys think i would say like we all kind of have our shining moments uh it all depends on like the location um i would say dakota really takes the lead when it comes down to just he, ha he usually picks his picks most of the locations so he has more of the info and he's able to take the lead on a lot of things um but like for some reason, I think Schrader hears the most. Like he just, he's able to just catch up on the small things and all of the the noises that you don't you don't catch right away. And I don't know, Chelsea is very logical when it comes to trying to explain what's happening. She's trying to, I wouldn't say debunk it, but she's trying to figure out why this is happening and what's going on. And uh, for me and Dakota, we kind of we speculate okay, this must be a paranormal something. This is something supernatural like that. Um, but, yeah, I think we all kind of rotate on that. I mean, sometimes people are grounded. Sometimes the fear kind of overtakes you, and uh, you can't think straight. The, uh, the, first se uh, the first episode of the season takes place at the Saratoga County Homestead. And so I was wondering, you know, outside even the paranormal, what are, like, the dangers of some of these places you go to? Well, <laughs> This location was a prime example of dangers uh, that aren't just the paranormal. Um, this location is in just ridiculously run down. Uh, there were so many hallways that we had to be so careful. And if you went into the wrong room, you'd fall through the, the floorboards. Um, so we really have to be careful that in that regard. But there's buildings like the Saratoga County Homestead that are so abandoned, so in the middle of nowhere that – this episode in particular, we had such a terrifying experience and the whole, it was a whole different type of fear because we were speculating on whether it was someone actually breaking in either a group of people or one person or the paranormal. And what I captured on camera didn't help us any further. I captured something, the, the best capture I've ever gotten, but we still don't know. It, 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 that's one of the dangers too, is the fact that there might be people who know the layout of this building way more than we do who happen to know that we're there or see that we're there and try to scare us. We don't know if that's what it was still, but that was something we did encounter the first, the first night was the possibility of someone else being there. 
Uh, Alex, have you ever uh, had any, any uh, you know, either injuries or just like anything bad happen, you know, even just outside the paranormal while you're manning the camera? Um, there's been a few times where I've rolled my ankle walking and, you know, stepped in a hole that I didn't see and like kind of stumbled for a second, but nothing too serious. Um, I've dropped the camera once. That was bad. <laughs> but yeah, no injuries to myself. Yeah, there's been uh, times where at least everyone has bumped into something. Uh, you know, it's so dark in there. We're only using flashlights. And also we're trying to focus on our cameras to make sure that, like, we're getting a good shot. So, I mean, there's times where you're just walking and you're looking at the camera and you just run into something. Something scary happens. You try to run away. You run into a door or something like that. Like it's, it's so hard to maneuver in a, a pitch black place. So there's been times where all of us have at least bumped into something before, yeah. but nothing too serious. Mm -hmm. well, that's good. Uh, Tristan, another question. Is there anything else you guys can tell us about what we can expect from the rest of the season? Yeah, I think everyone probably has a few things they want to talk about. For me, it would just be, I, I am so excited about the locations we were allowed to go to. Three out of the eight have never been seen on TV, have never, they've never allowed anyone inside with permission to spend the night. So we were the first, and that's something I really, really take pride in. I love when we get to go to a building that no one's been in, just because I feel like the energy there is a lot more intense because not a lot of people have been through. Um, but yeah, we went to the Saratoga County Homestead, which is a sanitarium. That's our first episode. So excited for people to see that. We also went to a distillery this season, which we've never done anything like that before. And then uh, we, we got a hospital too, an abandoned hospital in West Virginia for our finale that's never been seen. And so this was, that, that's my big takeaway. That's what I loved about this season. Uh, Tanner, do you have any uh, highlights or something you, you want people to look forward to? Um, I mean, I got to pick uh, a location this, this time around and I got to pick like my dream location, like the place I've always wanted to go ever since I was a kid. Um, I'm, am I allowed to say it? Can I say Just it? Just say it. Just all right. say it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> so I got to pick Trans-Allegheny and we got finally got to go to that place. And it is like the one spot I've always wanted to go to. It The story alone is intense. The things that happen in there, um, just – the location itself there's so many buildings there's the land is huge and like there's some like just buildings off to the side from the main building that are as big as some of the locations that we go to so when we split up that night we're in massive massive places and what happened there is like it made it so worth it it made it like it was exactly what i wanted to happen if we went to this place it's uh, i i can't wait for people to see that one yeah, that's the, that's the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. Yeah. It's, it's very iconic. Uh, in your opinion, what what uh, makes a place prime for t to be haunted or paranormal uh, activity there? Um, you know, I would say dark history always, I think, adds to the haunting. There has to be death of some sort, and that's why we go to a lot of prisons, asylums, hospitals, sanitariums just because there was so much death and violence at these places and abuse and torture and a lot of unfortunately very I feel like negative when you have such a bad thing happen to you in life it usually means you are angry in the afterlife and 
I would say those types of locations really are, I feel the most haunted. Um, Completely. For anyone here about, about that, you said about your negative things. Uh, would you say that hauntings are primarily uh, a negative thing, like that they're there for a negative reason? It's hard to tell because we've had so many encounters that scared us because it's just, it's so unnatural to see or hear something that we experience. And, but at the end of the day, there are times where we're like, yeah, that was very scary, but was it trying to scare us out or was it just trying to say hi? Like, it's hard to tell sometimes. I mean, an example of that Dakota is Rolling Hills Asylum. Mm-hmm. That's true. We went to the Rolling Hills Asylum, this road trip, which is my location choice. And it was like the first asylum. I feel like we were, we were very surprised by the haunting. It wasn't, there wasn't really anything dark or evil that we encountered. It was a lot of positive in the light type stuff. Uh, it was still scary. You'll see. I mean, we, we still got scared, but this was one of the first times we went to an asylum that we felt like, wow, this was not a dark, heavy experience, which was kind of nice. Right. And there's been some times where it's like a residual thing where it's almost like something is just doing what it would be doing in everyday life. And it has no malice. It has nothing against anyone. It doesn't matter that we're in its space. It's just almost going on throughout its day. I mean, uh, like in Sweet Springs, like all of a sudden me and Alex, we heard just chatter up on the third floor and it just sounded like it, the place was just running and you can't say that that was evil you can't say that that was an angry something it was just whatever uh energy making noises like if it was just running in everyday life Tristan, you have another question Tanner and dakota already touched on some of their favorite locations but i was wondering if alexander had any yeah, so this road trip, I actually got to pick my first location ever and surprised them. Um, I picked, can I say the location? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I picked Old Idaho State Penitentiary. Um, and it was a really cool location. Like, the history of it's really awesome. And it's out in the middle of nowhere, mountains in the background. But the one thing about it that I really like that I did is, so we do the hat draw at the end of the night and we all sleep alone and we pull a location out of the hat and that's where we have to spend the rest of the night by ourselves. Well, I totally broke the format on this and I don't want to give away what I did, but let's just say it's a lot different than any other episode. <laughs> it was very apparent that we were in Alex's location choice. The rules totally changed. You threw, yeah. he, he did so many things that I have never done to you guys. And you just threw major curveballs the whole night. Uh, I definitely had Dakota in my crosshairs. I yeah. was trying to test him the most. You definitely did. Yeah. You got me. Alex, yeah. complete control this time around. It was awesome. Yeah. I want to say the setup was... Uh, sorry, the setup of the show is kind of like those memes that go like they'll they'll show a picture of an abandoned building and say, "Would you would you spend a night here for X amount of dollars or whatever?" It's, it's kind of this is the show version of those memes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was just funny though because like every night we have a lot of challenges. We always sleep alone. Every once in a while, I'll throw a challenge at them or Tanner will, but. It was just so funny. Wait till you see Alex's episode. It's unlike any of the other ones because of how it was torturous. Even you were just like putting us through things or I'm just, I, I, I had to take a step back. I'm like, dang, I guess the rules have changed. We can start doing this now. 
<laughs> I mean, someone had to do it at some point. It's true. It's true. It's true. Interesting. And I want to know about the ovulus because I've never, I've actually not seen that before. Is that, am I pronouncing it right? The, uh, it's the device that, um, yeah, the ovulus. Yep. Yeah. They, it's a, it's a device that I've had experience with in the past when I worked on ghost adventures and I took it with me to this cause it, I always found it very interesting. And, uh, it's got a word database inside of it and it's believed that spirits can manipulate frequencies. So the theory is that they can use that device to choose one word at a time to try to convey a message. And sometimes we don't get any luck with the ovulus. We go into a building for hours and just get nothing. But there are several times this season where back to back responses are make way too much sense for it to be a coincidence. And it's become one of our favorite devices because it's so intelligent i feel like it's so easy to communicate through that thing that we we get some of our best responses yeah and this, yeah. i won't give away much of the show but season premiere was pretty wild uh, your use of it yeah right i mean yeah. wait until you see what tanner and chelsea get with that oculus after what we experienced as a group it doesn't make any sense it's it's pretty odd uh -huh. yeah. one of my favorite things to use when we go on the overnights because like Dakota said, there's times where it doesn't say anything and you are trying to use it for two hours and it just proves that, you know, it doesn't work every time or whatever doesn't want to communicate with you. And, but on the other hand, there's times where it'll just respond to every single question you have and you're almost having a conversation and the answers are spot on. And yeah, like you said, the first episode gives the best example of why we bring the Oculus in because we get some incredible responses from it. Uh, Tristan, another question? Who is the biggest scaredy cat? In the <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. I'll, I'll just say I, right now, I'm not a good I'm, – I'm a pretty big wimp, so <laughs> – I would say I'm a pretty good example of scaredy cat too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're all scaredy cats? Yeah. All, all professional. professional. Scaredy cats. <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess the show wouldn't work if no one was no one was a scaredy cat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's times where we all uh, can show some bravery, but most of the time we're just professional scaredy cats. Yeah, most of the time we just get behind Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, October 24th uh, is the season premiere, part of Ghostover and the Travel Channel. And uh, what do you think it is about uh, about the paranormal that keeps people – I mean, it's people are interested in this stuff. Well, what, what do you think it is about it? I think for me it's just it's been around for so long. So many different cultures have such rich beliefs in the spiritual world that – it's hard to deny that it's been around forever. And I also think that so many people have stories. Either you have a personal story or you know someone close to you that has a personal story. And so that with, I just feel like everyone has some sort of a story they know of or have experienced and that just makes you that much more interested. And, uh, I do, Alex, uh, were you interested in this before doing the show? I've always been interested in the paranormal. I have my own personal stories about the house that I grew up in. Um, but, you know, going to abandoned buildings and kind of doing that urban exploring thing has always been something that all three of us and including Chelsea. So all of us really loved to do when we were younger. Um, so yeah, exploring 
abandoned buildings and then just add the paranormal, the fear factor on top of that and the adrenaline rush, it's something that I really do enjoy. Yeah. I'm a guy who, when I was a kid, I used to like to go to abandoned places and I still wander around in the woods at night. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Well, very cool. Well, I appreciate, well, you appreciate you guys being on today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for Check out uh, Destination Fear, and thanks for being on. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and have a happy Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah happy Halloween, guys. Yeah, yeah, happy Halloween. Stay safe. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Bye. All right, I'll see you guys. Bye. See you guys next time. Exactly. <laughs> From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listened. Sit here on a lie. By Will and Utani. Now we're gonna die. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming at night. Mostly, Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're